Deion Sanders is extremely important to Colorado, but just how important is he? One analyst went as far to compare him to Nick Saban. I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borber. We're working with a new studio space, so very exciting. Um, today's episode, we're talking about Coach Prime over Nick Saban. Is he more important of a hire than Nick Saban was for Alabama? Um, we're going to be talking about some TCU prep and why TCU um, kind of revealed how difficult it is to prepare, prepare for Colorado right now at this very moment. And then we got players quitting on Coach Prime already. Um, Coach Prime ripped some players uh, over the past few days for not give an effort and kind of said that he's going to see him in the film and whoever's quitting is probably not going to play. Um, shocker. Um, but before we dive in, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Buster first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and tune in. Um, we're here every single day. Um, let's dive right in. Um, I think before we start, I think it's important to note that this is Joel Klatt's stance on Coach Prime um, being more important than Nick Saban. Um, I personally will want to wait and see. Um, I think you can make an argument that he is probably – made more of an immediate impact than any other coach in college football history. Um, I don't think it, and I don't say that lightly. Um, realistically, when you bring in top 25 recruiting class, um, the number one transfer class, and you get your spring game televised on ESPN, you bring, you basically, like, I think it's kind of funny because there was one episode where I talked about how Coach Prime was being compared to Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift, I, I'm not a big Swifty, but I did learn that she, like, adds billions of dollars to the u.s economy yeah coach prime does i wouldn't say billions of dollars but he's he's boosting that that boulder economy over there i mean he's boosting the money the revenue for colorado he's helped them get into the big 12 and so he's done a lot of great things for colorado without even coaching a game yet um so that's exciting uh, but joel Klatt, who's a former colorado quarterback so i feel like um i it's his stance not i wouldn't say it's mine i think i would want to wait and see the on-field product and where their careers go before i say that but Joel Klatt expressed that he thinks the hiring of Coach Prime is more important than when Alabama hired Nick Saban. And so obviously, that's a pretty bold statement in my opinion. Um, I think obviously when you win, I don't even know how many championships Nick Saban has, probably six or seven. Um, I know there was at one point, and I still think it might be true, um, that if Alabama players stayed for four years in the Nick Saban era. They at least won one championship. That's how often they were winning. Um, so that's pretty insane of a stat. So I'm going to play you guys the first part of the initial of the clip of Joel Klatt saying this. Um, and then it's uh, it's a pretty long clip. So you guys could go watch it yourselves. It's on Twitter. Um, the rest of the clip, because I'm only going to play about a minute or so. But yeah, here's Joel Klatt explaining why he thinks the hiring of Coach Prime is more important than Alabama hiring um, Nick Saban. So without further ado, let me get teacher mode. Let me get this going. Coaching change that I can remember in college football. Maybe Saban going to Alabama. Maybe, maybe. But I think it even pales in comparison to this. Coach Prime and what he's going to be trying to do at Colorado, first of all, is totally unprecedented. Colorado's level of ineptitude over the last few years is staggering. 
when you actually look at the numbers. They were easily, and, and by the way, not by a close margin, the worst team in the Power Five a year ago. Their average point margin in their games last year was a loss by, wait for it, 29. That's four touchdowns. That's staggering. To give you some sense of how big that margin is, they were 1-11, Northwestern. Also 1-11, North, Northwestern lost their games by an average of 14. Colorado doubled them up. How can you be twice as bad as another team that was also 1-11? Colorado did that last year. Enter Deion Sanders. From his own mouth and big noon conversations, he said he loves it at Colorado and he is a need-to-be-needed type of guy. There's not a program that needed Deion Sanders more than the University of Colorado. Obviously near and dear to my heart, I played there. Yeah, so I think he continues on. He adds a lot more to it. So you guys should go check out the full clip because obviously I'm not giving you the entire context, but I'm not going to play the entire video um, just for the sake of how long it is. Um, but yeah, on the Joel Klatt show, Joel Klatt himself said he's more important um, that Nick Saban hire pales in comparison. And honestly, I see what he's saying um, because realistically – had this Colorado program hired anybody else, I don't know if there was like the perfect hire out there outside of Coach Prime now, obviously. But when you think of like names that have been hired recently, it'd be like Tom Herman, uh, Matt Rule is obviously in Nebraska, but maybe him, uh, maybe Jamie Chadwell, who's at Liberty. Uh, like, there's just not a lot of coaches out there where it was like he should be the guy. He's the guy that can lift Colorado because nobody was thinking of Colorado being elevated to the magnitude that they've been elevated. Coach Prime has kind of put them in a different stratosphere than I thought was imaginable. Um, most analysts alike thought it was imaginable. And I, th I think even fans, part of Colorado fans won't want to admit it, but before Coach Prime was announced as a hire and before he was linked, they're like, oh, hopefully it's just someone that could kind of get this team competitive. And Coach Prime comes in, and he's not only going to try to get this team competitive, but he's going to try to get this team competitive for national championships. Um, there's belief uh, by Urban Meyer, Joel Klatt himself. Uh, uh, multiple people have come forward and said that they think Colorado will be competing for championships um, in the tenure of Deion Sanders, in the tenure of Coach Prime, excuse me. And realistically, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, obviously, we don't have a, a crystal ball. I wish I had a crystal ball where I could just look into it and be like, you know what? It's going to happen. Um Coach Prime's going to win a national championship, but he's building the team. Um, he's building the team his way, um, whether you agree with that way or not, it's up to you. But I do think I understand where Clatt is coming from. Um, obviously with Nick Saban and Alabama, Alabama had been, I guess, obviously they had great success with Bear Bryant, but let's, let's like take a look at their record um, before Nick Saban, because I think, I think people forget how bad Alabama was at one point. So this is before Nick Saban was hired. Um, they went four and nine, six and six, ten and two, six and six, and then Nick Saban um, won seven games his first season. Twelve is next, and then he went on to win one, two, three, four, five, six championships. Or yeah, wow, six championships. Um, so obviously that's pretty big. Um, before that, their last championship was in 1993. Um, so it had been a hot minute between 1993 and uh, 2009. Um, but realistically, Alabama was kind of a program that always felt that they should have been better than what they were. Um, they bring in Nick Saban from LSU, and he kind of turns them into 
uh, the greatest dynasty in college football history um, outside of Army <laughs> back in the early 1900s or whatever it was. Um, but realistically, I, I don't want to put this claim out there and be like, yeah, I totally agree. But I, I will say I could see where he's coming from and I could see why he says that. I think there's room to grow. I think there's potential to kind of – there's potential to achieve greatness. But until we see – some of the greatness. I don't want to hop on the bandwagon totally and be like, yeah, he's going to be more important and better than Nick Saban. Obviously, I think from an impact standpoint, I see what he's saying. I'm not trying to say that Joel Klatt is saying Coach Prime is a better coach than Nick Saban right now, but I would pump the brakes a little bit. But it's really cool to see excitement over the presence of Coach Prime. It's exciting to see excitement about Colorado. Um, Folsom Field right here, it's going to be packed every single home game. It's going to be super super um interesting to see how colorado turns out this season um before we move on i want you guys to know that this episode of locked on buffs is brought to you is sponsored by better help um this show is brought to you by better help um if you don't know what better help is let me let me explain um it's for those times when you feel a little lost in life um whether it's the career path or relationship issues or family issues um there's always a need to kind of um go through and talk to someone who can help um help you become your best self um, and that's exactly what better help does um if you're thinking of starting therapy uh give better help a try um, it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient um at your disposal um, it's supposed to help you and uh really work around your schedule um you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you could switch your therapist if it's not clicking or maybe just um, maybe you feel like a, a change of there of change of scenery could be the best place for you. Um, so and there's no mandatory charge if you um, or no additional charge if you change. So let therapy be your map with better help. Um, Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. Okay, so let's dive right in to the TCU prep. Um, I think I'm going to have a, a, a rider from TCU's 24-7 site. Um, we're going to preview the game um, as it gets closer, but... Very excited for this matchup. Um, realistically, Sonny Dykes kind of he kind of reiterated what I had been saying for about a month or so about how TCU is preparing for this Colorado game, which is why I think Colorado has a advantage. I wouldn't say they have the advantage, but they do have a advantage, an advantage. Um, Sonny Dykes joined the On3 show with Andy Staples, which is a new show. Um, love Andy Staples. He's a um, very entertaining fella. Um, and they talked about preparing for Colorado. Because obviously their game is in, uh, let's see, a couple weeks time, um, September second, I believe it is, and we're in August twenty second, so we're we're getting there. Um, and they talked about how do you prepare for a team like Colorado. Um, if you're not familiar with what Colorado's done and why it's so hard to prepare for them, let me enlighten you. Um, Coach Prime gave the boot to a bunch of people, um, and brought in over fifty transfers. Uh, he's completely revamped the roster. Um, he's brought in so many new people. He's brought in a new offense coordinator, new defense coordinator. Um, they're going to be running up the offense from Sean Lewis's system, which is one of the fastest offenses in the country. And then they're going to be running a defense led by Charles Kelly, who's a Nick Saban guy um, from the Nick Saban tree. Um, and Sonny Dykes kind of just 
said what I've been saying, but I think sometimes we like to hear things from coaches because obviously uh, they're the ones in the mix, whereas I'm kind of talking to people around them and talking to – I'll talk to coaches, but it it's different when you hear it from a coach's mouth. So when I was asked multiple times on the show, how is TCU going to prepare for Colorado? You really have to scrounge things together. You watch Sean Lewis's offense. You kind of have to study, and then you have to look at the personnel for Colorado, um, and you just kind of have to – assume who's going to be in what role. So for example, um, Kent state had a really good wide receiver um, this past season. That'd probably be the Travis Hunter or that'd probably be the Jimmy Horner, Xavier Weaver role um, running wise. You have to look at how they line up, how they use their running backs in the passing game and um, how often they rotate. And then you look at who Colorado has a running backs and Sonny Dykes basically said, you throw out all the game film from 2022 of Colorado because it's a completely different team, which by the way, has some breaking news, but I do want to do a whole segment on it. Um, Chance Main, who, if you guys don't remember, last chance you um, in the independence season, independence uh, community college season, he transferred to Incarnate World, then transferred to Colorado, um, played a couple years at Colorado, left Colorado, um, participated in Incarnate World's Pro Day, and then um, transferred back to Colorado with the new staff. Uh, he's at Texas State now. Um, that's a breaking news kind of thing that I just uh, learned this past night. Um, but back to that, that's exactly why you can't trust last year's film because there's only 10 players from last year. And I think with Chance Main leaving, that might make it nine. Um, so there's only nine scholarship players from last year. Um, so this team is completely different. So Sonny Dykes kind of was explaining, you know, we just have to you have to base it off of what they do at, at the other places. You have to base off uh, Shredder Sanders at his time at Jackson State. You have to look at Sean Lewis's offense at Kent State and see how fast they went. Which obviously, um, the good thing, I, or the good thing for a TCU, if I'm a TCU fan, uh, Georgia and Oklahoma both played Kent State last year, um, and I think Washington did as well. So you could kind of watch their how they matched up against Power Five teams um, that offense and kind of compare from there. Uh, defensively, uh, Charles Kelly, Nick Saban guy, running a very similar def- defense, probably the same exact defense. Um, you just look at personnel. Um, I think you pinpoint guys on the defense line like Jordan Dominic, uh, Derek McClendon, and you're like, those are the guys that are going to get to our quarterback, Taylor Boris. And then you're like, you see that guy right there, number 12, Travis Hunter? Yeah, try not to throw it his way because uh, that's going to be difficult. That's going to be proved to be difficult. And I just thought that was fascinating because I think – when we think of preparation, there's always like a, oh, they're they're going to have a plan. They're going to have a plan. And I think Sonny Dykes and TCU do have a plan. I'm not saying they don't, but it just shows that the chaos that Coach Prime has caused may give them advantage because when there's so many changes and there's so much going on, you can't really, like, for example, um, let me think of uh, Stanford, for example, because I cover them as well. Stanford has all new personnel, pretty much. They have return a running back, a tight end. Um, and then they return a couple guys on defense. Um, other than that, it's all guys who haven't really started before. Um, and so how does the team prepare for that? Well, they have a new coach. You look at Troy Taylor's system at Sacramento State. Uh, then you look at the personnel, and it's kind of like, okay, we see how he's going to use uh, EJ Smith based on how he used Cameron Scadaboo at Sacramento State. That makes sense. Um, we see the the formations they use, um, we see on defense, Bobby April, the defense coordinator from Wisconsin. So they're going to be running these looks. Um, and you could kind of pick and choose. Like David Bailey is Stanford's star linebacker now. You you kind of assume he's going to be in one of those roles that are featured um, in the Wisconsin film. You just kind of do that. But with Colorado, is you don't we don't even know who the starters are. 
uh, I think we could project who the starters are. We could look at like I have um, been. I look at the kind of I look at the well-off media videos and whoever's running with Shadur Sanders or Travis Hunter is who is probably um, with the ones. Um, that's kind of a good tale. Um, so, but that means realistically, that could mean that the TCU staff is watching well-off media videos just to kind of figure out who's who. So that way they could look into the guy and kind of be like, okay, this is what he does. And so it's going to be an interesting matchup, really fascinating because it's literally Colorado could do everything to kind of make life confusing for TCU. And I think that's why I don't think TCU is going to win by 20, 20 and a half points, whatever the, the line is. I was asked the other day to do like a little thing for um, over at fan nation. And it was, you picked the who's covering and I could pick Colorado to cover. I don't think TCU wins by 20 and a half. I could be wrong, um, but we'll find out. Um, it's going to be a great game. And I look forward to talking uh, with our TCU insider um, as the game gets closer. Okay. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Um, FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every single time they win in the regular season. So, what you have to do, just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You could use your bonus bets on the spread, player props, over-unders, and more. So, you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Um, go ahead and check that out. Okay, last segment of the show. Um, not something that you really want to hear about a week and a half. Um, let me see. I, I got a. It's bothering me because I don't know how many days are until September 2nd. And my birthday is in September. So, oh, there's 11 days. Okay. So, yeah. About a week and a half. Oh, not bad. Um, there's 11 days until Colorado faces off against TCU, um, a game that I just talked about where Sonny Dykes is kind of like, oh, we're going to do our best. <laughs> um, but here's the thing Colorado, and I think this is a part of the culture that Coach Prime is establishing. Um, we've seen videos of Shiloh Sanders kind of circulating where he's talking about how hard. Uh, Coach Prime is pushing the team. He made him run 700, seven 100 yard sprints during practice the other day. And uh, Shiloh was not a fan of that. I wonder if Coach Prime ever addresses him because he's like, kind of a very outspoken guy. Um, but he's outspoken too. So, either way, um, but there's a video uh, that went viral kind of. And it says, and it was Coach Prime talking about the. Um, their practice and how they were preparing. And so, this is what he said. He said, way to work through it, way to establish yourselves, way to keep on pushing. Um, we got some guys that flat out quit, shut it down and started feeling sorry for themselves. Um, but we're going to see this on film. And then obviously they asked Shiloh, uh, the older son, uh, the, I guess the middle son, cause Deion Sanders jr. Is there as well. Um, the middle son at Colorado. I don't know. He, they asked him about what it was and ex to explain. It. He says, I don't know. He's a motivation guy. He wakes up motivated. Um, he's always wants us to go a hundred. Like today's practice. He had us running. We ran 700 yards, seven hundreds. Um, I feel like that was a little unnecessary, but Coach Prime wakes up motivated, and he has a gold jacket, um, the pro, the Hall of Fo the Pro Football Hall of Fame jacket. If you're not aware, that he didn't buy, he's in the Hall of Fame, so he knows what it takes to be great. Um, and yeah, I think what it what does it say about people quitting? Uh, I think that's kind of the a little concerning, but I also think maybe it's guys that. And I figured this would happen. Um, you bring in a roster of 50 transfers. Um, every transfer, you're telling them, you know what? You have a chance to start. 
you have a chance to earn reps. And every roster in college football does the same thing when they recruit guys. They rec- say they're recruiting Kevin Bourne. Um, Kevin, uh, we think you could be a great fit here if you work and earn the reps. Um, once I commit, it's up to me. Like, it's not like, okay, Kevin, you're going to start no matter what, no matter how bad you practice. So I'm sure what it was is some of these guys maybe didn't like the reps they were getting, the number of reps, and kind of um, 18 to 20. Well, college football ages are so weird now because we're still experiencing the COVID guys. And so I think I would say I'm 23, and so I graduated in 2017. So a lot of these guys around my age are a little bit older. So we'll say 18 to 24 and a half ish is the age range. Um, we're young guys, you know, we're young fellas who realistically our emotions get the best of us. Um, we, we often, um, we get discouraged, especially guys that transferred to Colorado, hoping that they'd have a larger role and they could kind of see the writing on the wall, the wall that they don't. Um, but I think coach prime is going to whip these guys into shape. Um, he's going to get them ready for TCU. He's going to get them ready for Nebraska. And I'm super excited to see what this turns into. Um, I don't think it's people quitting on coach prime and being like, you know what, this isn't going to work. I think it's guys just being disappointed with the role they got. And they're just at the time, not where they need to be to have that role. Um, that's just how football works. That's how life works. Um, so yeah, um, interested to see that. Uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single day, making Locked On Buster first. Listen, we just hit 2,500 subscribers. So I appreciate you guys for that. Um, another great milestone in this young show's history. Um, you guys have a great Friday, or great Friday, great Tuesday. Um, enjoy your day and comment what you think below and comment um, any questions you may have about TCU so I could ask um, our TCU guests. Thanks.